Well, what's up, Propel Church? Pastor Nick here, and I am so excited to be with you today for Propel Church Online. Here at Propel, we want you to do four things. We want you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. If you've only been tuning in with us online on Sundays or catching up when you can, I would encourage you that we aren't a one-stop shop. We believe that you'll get the most out of your life when you're engaged with God's plan of knowing Him, finding freedom, discovering your purpose, and make a difference. So uh, you can do that by getting connected. If you're not a part of a group, find a group. If you haven't been through Discover, we'd love to help you figure out how God uniquely wired and designed you. And even in this COVID season where we're not meeting in person on Sunday mornings, there are still plenty of serving opportunities. So I'm just so pumped. I'm grateful for you, church, and love you so much. We had an incredible serve day yesterday, and I'm so grateful that we have a church that exists to serve the community. We're not just a church in the community. We're a church for the community, and it's an honor to get to do this. Today, we are in week three of a message series called When Life Gives You Lemons. And what I love about this series is we've learned some incredible things. On week one, we talked about how what comes out of our mouth is a reflection of actually what's in our heart. And last week, we talked about vision. And many of us need a vision upgrade to be able to see that God is bigger than any single thing that we face in our lives. Today, I want to talk to you about some lion's den type moments. There's going to be some times in your life and in mine when life throws us lemons and we just have situations that are completely outside of our control. We may not have asked for it. We may not have even wanted it. But when those moments come, how do you honor God in the middle of it? I remember a lion's den moment for me was back in 2016 when I had torn one of my Achilles and had reconstructive surgery on it and was in a wheelchair for a lot of time. It wasn't a situation that I asked for, but I found myself questioning God at times, a little bit frustrated. Did God cause this situation? No, but he sure can use it. So what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about those lion's den moment things in our lives from the story of Daniel. We see Daniel as a man who honors God in all things. If you have a Bible, go with me to Daniel chapter 6. Beginning in verse 3, this is what it says. It says, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds and for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with his God. I love that the passage of scripture shows us that Daniel is a man who honors God so much so that the people around him couldn't find anything wrong with him. If you're taking notes this morning as you and I want to honor God in some lion's den moments, here's the first thing that I want you to write down. Choose character over comfort. Choose character over comfort. It's really easy for you and I at times in our lives to get so focused and preoccupied on our own individual comfort 
that we miss out on the character that God wants to develop within us. The cool thing about Daniel is if we go back to the beginning of the book of Daniel, Daniel is a Hebrew who's been brought into a Persian empire. And and what they're trying to do is they're trying to get Daniel to mold to the customs and the patterns of their world. They're asking Daniel to eat foods that go against what he believes is right. They're asking him to do things that go against what he believes God wants him to do. And Daniel, rather than just caving into the temptations and and giving in, he chooses to be a man who is set apart. He chooses to go on what is now we know as the Daniel fast. He cut out meats, sweets, and breads, and he lived off fruits and veggies and water. And over the course of a, a period of time, Daniel became stronger and wiser than all the other people who were training in his group. The cool part about that is Daniel chooses to allow God to grow his character rather than just be comfortable. Do you know what's really comfortable? Looking like the rest of the world. It's really comfortable to eat everything else everybody's eating, to do the things that everybody else is doing. But as a follower of Jesus, if you want to honor God with your whole life, you're going to have to get used to choosing character over comfort, because our comfort is typically rooted in our own sinful desires, when really our comfort should be found in God and in God alone. I've noticed in my personal life that some of my greatest moments of development came from the most uncomfortable situations I've ever been a part of. How often do you choose comfort over character? Do you stand out among the people you're around? Do people notice that you don't look like or live like the way everybody else lives. Because to honor God with your life, especially in the way that our world is progressing, to live for God, it's going to stand out. You're going to look different. Truthfully, I think sin is really comfortable. I like to say it like this. If, if you're sinning and you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong, right? Because sin is something that's comfortable. But man, allowing God to grow, shape, and mold your character brings joy and fulfillment that you never thought were possible. Daniel is a man who has distinguished himself among all the others, and he honored God to the point where the people who were against him couldn't actually find fault with him. I wonder how many times we honor God with our lives, but because we're rude or bitter or angry with other people, it's easy for them to find faults within us. If you and I look like the world, we'll never be able to fully honor God with our lives. My concern for the local church is that in our efforts to reach the world, we became too much like it. And in becoming too much like it, we gained the world, but we lost our soul. We have to stand out, church. We have to look like people who are set apart. We have to be people who choose character over comfort. Because following Jesus is a lot like living life like a salmon. Now you're thinking, Pastor, what in the world fish got to do with this? But salmon are are one of those fishes, fishies, fishes, fish that swim upstream. I love salmon that swim upstream because what they're doing is they're fighting against the current. And I don't know if you know this or not, but culture has a current. 
Culture has a direction in which it wants to pull you, but if you'll choose to swim against it and honor God with everything in your life, you'll be strengthened along the journey. You'll grow in ways that you didn't know were possible, and the end result is that your character is one that glorifies and honors God. We've got to choose character over comfort, because every time we pick comfort over character, we give the enemy a foothold. And I, I, let me just be honest, he doesn't need any help doing his job. I've got to pick character over comfort every single time. So Daniel's a man who honors God. He's a man after God's heart. He's honoring him with his life. But after that, these men realize that they can't find anything wrong with him. So they go to King Darius. They say, King, you're so amazing and you're such an incredible leader. You know how handsome you are. And King Darius says, well, thank you. They're having the conversation and they say, hey, look, because you're so incredible and you're so mighty, what if you passed a decree that said that no one was to pray to any other gods other than you for the next 30 days? So King Darius thinks that that's a great idea. They said, but not just they can't pray to you. If they do pray to another God other than you for the next 30 days, that they would be subject to death by a lion's den. Now, that's not a fun way to die. I don't know if there are a lot of fun ways to die, but death by eaten by a lion ain't a fun way to go. But this is what the decree said. King Darius passes the decree, and this is what it says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. I love what Daniel does in this passage of Scripture because what it shows us is that Daniel is a man of discipline. The next thing that I have for you is this. Choose discipline over distraction. So the king passes a decree. That decree says that he is to that the people are not to pray to anyone other than him. But what does Daniel do? The last six words in Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 illustrate it so perfectly. Daniel went home and did just as he had done before. Daniel's posture didn't change. Daniel didn't get distracted by what was going on in the world around him. Instead, he stayed disciplined to the rhythms that God had already established in his life. He went back home and he kept doing what he was already doing. The worst time for you and I to develop a discipline is when something changes in our world. How many of us know that there's plenty of times in the new year where we, the, the year is changing and we're like, new year, new me. Come on, I'm going to get a new body in 2020. And some of us, I mean, I had a weight loss goal this year. My goal was to lose 30 pounds over the course of 2016. And let me just tell you, 2016, we're in 2020. Come on, time vortex. Have we heard of that? This 2020 has been a weird year. But I had this goal, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in 2020, and I'm just proud to say I got 32 pounds to go, and we're halfway through the year. Come on, how many of you know that if you wait until something changes to create some discipline in your life, typically the discipline doesn't last. You've got to have a rhythm with God before chaos ensues, and Daniel did that. 
Daniel was disciplined. Daniel didn't get distracted by what was going on in the world. Rather, he spent time with the word. He spent time with God intentionally with him. I think most of us get so distracted by what's going on in the world that we hit pause on our relationship with God. And if you want to really honor God in some lion's den type situations, in circumstances that are beyond your control, when life throws you lemons, you've got to have some healthy disciplines in your life. Well, you've got to be a person who has disciplines because the root word, so what Jesus is talking to his followers, he uses this word called disciple. The root word of disciple is the word discipline, which I think means you can't be a disciple of Jesus if you don't have discipline. A lot of us are trying to follow Jesus, but we don't have disciplines. Therefore, we don't actually follow Jesus. Choose discipline over distraction in this season, because I believe that if the enemy can't destroy your life, he'll try and distract you. He'll try and get you off purpose. He'll try and get you looking in every other direction rather than doing what you know you ought to be doing, spending time with God, growing in your relationship with him, making church a priority, choosing to invest your time by reading scripture with your family or your friends. Like We've got to be disciplined people. If we complain about it more than we pray about it, we lack discipline. What's your discipline look like? Paul gives this illustration for you and I that we are like an athlete who is competing. Look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. It says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. So he's calling you a competitor. Do you think your training is strict? Do you train at all? He says, so we go into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Then he uses this word, therefore. And anytime you're reading scripture and you see the word, therefore, you look back to the last verse and see what it's there for. So Paul has just said that we're doing this because what we're doing is not something that's temporary. It's going to make a difference eternally. So in light of that, I don't run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it a slave. So after that, I've preached to others. I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. Paul says, I'm going into strict training. I'm not just wasting my time while I'm here. I'm going to be intentional to use my body to glorify and honor God. And I'm going to make sure that I practice what I preach. One of the things that Jesus says about people is that their lips declare that I'm their Lord, but their hearts are far from me. And I think that's a big problem in churches today. We got a lot of people who don't practice what they preach. We talk about how valuable church is, but we don't engage with it. We talk about how great our relationship with God is, but internally it's been weeks since we spent time with him. We talk about how people should get on a Bible reading plan, but we haven't spent time in God's word in the last couple months. You and I need to practice what we preach and we need to become disciplined, especially for the days ahead, because you and I are going to have some moments where life gives us lemons. So after Daniel prays to God, doing what he had done in the past, remaining disciplined, Everything worked out. 
Daniel and the king went out and they had a burger and some fries and everything was good. That's not how the story goes at all. King Darius finds out that Daniel's been worshiping God, praying to God, and he comes. This is what it says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. It says, So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Oftentimes, we feel like if we're faithful and we honor God with our lives, nothing bad is going to happen. But like I told you in the beginning, I wanted to talk to you today about some lion's den type moments. Because as a follower of Jesus, I like ice cream. So your walk with Christ is not promised to be peaches and cream. It's going to be a lot like Rocky Road. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be trials. There's going to be adversity in your life. It's something that's not optional. It's not an if it happens. It's when it happens. And when those things happen, you and I have a choice. So the third choice that I want to give you today is this. Choose dependency over defeat. Choose dependency over defeat. Some of our greatest moments of development will come from the darkest places. But it's in those dark places that we have the ability to honor God. Sometimes we think God should protect us from the lion's den. But we don't serve a God who protects us from a lion's den. We serve a God who rescues us in the middle of a lion's den. If you look throughout scripture, what you're going to find is over and over. God may not protect you from a situation, but he sure as heck shows up in the middle of it. And in the middle of the lion's den, as Daniel chooses to honor God with his life, as Daniel chooses to not back or retreat from knowing what's right or doing what's right, as Daniel chooses to honor God, God shuts the mouths of the lions. Those lions that were so vicious and ferocious now become Daniel's friends. He gets to open up a $2 pet and zoo and he's having the time of his life. You can turn a prison into a palace if you choose dependency over defeat. If you choose to focus on what God has for you, if you choose to not cower back or become so terrified with your situation that you forget God is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He has already seen your situation come to pass. And if you trust him with your life, you too can see that what was meant to defeat you can actually be a time where God uses it to grow you in your walk with him him. Dependency on God is what gets you through the lion's den. Not defeat. Stop letting the enemy keep you defeated. He's already been defeated. The only defeat that we get to bank on as followers of Jesus is that the enemy was crushed under Jesus's heel. That he too is, is going to lose time and time again. You don't have to live defeated. You can live dependent on God. But the truth is, for a lot of us, even as Americans, we pride ourselves on independence. And then we wonder why we struggle with depending on God for stuff. We pride ourselves in being able to take care of our own mess and our own situation. And then once we get it all figured out, we'll come to God. There was nothing that Daniel could do to get himself out of the lion's den. And there's probably some situations in your life where you'd love to escape but there's nothing you can do to get out of it. 
the thing that you and I need is to depend on God, knowing that he can rescue us. Now, pre-COVID, um, I flew a lot. I love flying. Uh, it is some of the greatest times. Uh, I, I prepare some of the best messages I've ever written uh, on airplanes. I think it's because I'm closer to God that way. But I love flying. Uh, last year, I was taking a flight from, uh, I flew from Charlotte to Arizona for a conference, and then uh, I was coming back. So from Arizona to Charlotte, got on this plane. It's like a six and a half hour uh, one-way flight. It's seven because of the time zone thing. But anyways, it got on this plane, and the entire plane ride was full of turbulence. It was nonstop turbulence from the time we left the ground to the time we landed in Charlotte. And so we're about three hours in, and the plane has been doing nothing but shake the entire time. And I'm okay with a little bit of turbulence, right? I know that when you got this big old metal thing in the air, something may happen. We're going to shake a little bit. But when you go from three hours with no promise of an end in sight, I'm panicking. I'm starting to freak out. Internally, I'm thinking, I didn't sign up for this. Why am I going through this? Does God even love me anymore? Am I ever going to see my wife? You know, all of these thoughts go on in my head. And I think we get in those places sometimes in our lion's den moments. We get to the place where we're going, God, I didn't sign up for this. I, I, I was following you with my life. I was honoring you. But now I've got this circumstance or this situation. and I just don't know that I signed up for it. God, am I ever going to get out of it? it, it, it is, is this, what did I do? Why is this happening to me? But the thing that I had to realize in the seat of that airplane was that the pilot knew what he was doing, that the pilot was perfectly equipped to get us through the turbulent air. And I believe that God is perfectly equipped to get you through whatever situation you're going through. Lion's den moments don't have to be things that defeat you. They can be moments where they cultivate your dependency on him because the truth is most of the circumstances that you're going to encounter when life throws you lemons are things that are completely out of your control. And the greatest way to develop stress in your own life is to try and fix something that you can't fix, is to try and worry about things that are completely outside of your realm of control. Will you let God fight on your behalf? Will you let God navigate the turbulent air for you? so that in him you can grow closer and develop more dependency on him. Maybe the best thing for you to do today is shift from asking, why is this happening, to what is God teaching me? How is God using this situation to grow me, to develop me? How is he using it for good? Because if you look for God when you're in the middle of a dark den, I promise you're going to find him. The last thing that I have for you today is, or Daniel in uh, Daniel chapter. So what happens to Daniel? Daniel's been in the lion's den. The lions aren't eating him. But when King Darius is there, King Darius is uh, at his house that night. He begins to, to start to stress about what he's done to Daniel because Daniel is a man who's been honoring God. So King Darius comes and he's going to rescue Daniel. He's going to open the door and just pray. He's been praying that Daniel is alive. And Daniel is alive and fully well. Charges the king two bucks to come into his new pet and zoo. And then he has this conversation. Daniel chapter 6, verse 22, it says this. Daniel's talking. He said, My God sent his angels, and he shut the mouths of the lions. 
You need to know today that the very thing that the enemy intended to use to defeat you will be the thing that God uses to bring peace to your situation. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done anything wrong before you. Daniel honored God. His life was spared. The last thing that I have for you is this. God can use a den of darkness to spread his light to the world. What we see over the course of the next couple of verses in Daniel chapter 6 is the king begins to then worship the king of the God of Daniel. King Darius sends out a decree to the entire land saying the God who actually needs to be worshiped and praised is the God of Daniel. For he was able to shut the mouths of lions. He is able to bring all power, all glory, and all honor. His is the name above every other name. And that's the name that should be worshipped. Praise the God of Daniel. God will often use those darkest moments in your life to bring his great light into the world. I love that God uses a dark den for Daniel but he uses a dark tomb for Jesus. God uses chains for Paul, and he uses a persecuted church in the here and now. I believe that God will use moments that we deem dark. Your cancer is not wasted. Your divorce was not wasted. God will use your past addiction. God will use your healed marriage. God will use some of the darkest seasons of depression and anxiety to spread his light to the world. But you've got to be willing to let God use your darkest moments to bring his greatest light. You've got to be willing to not say, I'm so embarrassed by what I've gone through in my past, or I just want to keep this all to myself, because if you'll let God use a moment of darkness, he will bring light and other people will meet him because of it. God uses darknesses, uh, dens of darkness to spread his light to the world. And what I know about the world we're entering into, what I know about what the future looks like ahead for us is this, that the world will increasingly get darker, but the church is fully equipped with light and light shines best in darkness. You and I as followers of Jesus are going to face circumstances that are completely beyond our control. But let me encourage you with this church. Choose character over comfort. Choose discipline over distraction. And choose dependency over defeat. Let God use those dark moments in your life to bring his light to the world. The last part of Daniel chapter 6 is incredible because it says that Daniel, as long as King Darius was in rule, prospered in that land. I believe that right on the other side of some of your darkest moments are some of your biggest victories. What if on the other end of what you thought was going to break you was actually your breakthrough? If you and I keep pushing through, we keep persevering and we keep pressing on. I believe what James teaches, it says that God has a crown of life that he's promised for us. If you don't quit, you win. So church, when life throws you lemons, when you enter into those lion's den moments, remain faithful. Keep pushing. Keep pressing on. God is with you and he's for you. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. And today I'm praying for every single person who feels stuck in a lion's den moment. 
God, there are people who are listening to this right now at the sound of my voice that feel crushed under the weight of what they're going through. And I pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding would flood their heart and guard their mind right now in Jesus' name. God, would you let them know that what they're experiencing isn't wasted, that you take dens of darkness and you use them to advance your light to the rest of the world. Show them what they need to do to honor you in the middle of their troubles and their struggles. And we'll give you all the glory and the honor. Now, for some of you who are listening to this right now, the greatest thing you need to do today is not just to ask God to get you through your den of darkness, but you need to acknowledge that you're in darkness in the first place. Sin is darkness in our lives. Sin creates this penalty for each one of us. And that penalty, according to what scripture says, is death. So because of sin, we deserve death, but God made a way where there was none. He sent Jesus to come and live a sinless life so that the penalty we had could be absorbed by him on the cross. And as Jesus dies on the cross, he takes your sin penalty and he puts it on himself. And now if you place your belief and your trust in him, you get to walk out of darkness and into light. You will forever be surrounded by darkness as long as Jesus is not your Savior. But the moment you begin to let light in, you'll begin to see that Jesus' light casts out darkness. So, if you're watching this today and you know that you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I would love for you to pray this prayer with me. To say, Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so that I could have new life. In Jesus' name, amen.